I'm Annalise Seaborn, Certified Life Design Coach, and I'm your host here on Wake Your Dream, a podcast about growth and how the ways that you think and act are what are creating your life. And I am joined, as always, by my conversation partner, my husband, Alan. Hey, how's it going, Annalise? <laughs> it's going good. <laughs> nice. Going good. That good. was a little joke for anybody that listens. <laughs> benefit i think last episode sometimes right? yeah i asked how you were and and i didn't know there. you just said hey how's it going and i thought you were talking to the listeners yeah. so you made it clear this time thank yep. you yeah that's funny and as you're listening you won't know this but this is our first time we're also recording the video while we're um and while we're doing this and here. The if you want to be on the video, you might have been able to see Mac just barking just there. Um, but, you know. Yeah, it's going to be. We're getting rolling. It's trying be this a out. New thing. New little layer. Yeah. So, yeah, excited to be with you guys today. Um, today's topic is it's another relationship one. So it's really related to marriage, um, but probably also to long term dating relationships, too, I would think. But it's all about like needs and growth over time as two different people and also like boundaries um, that you sometimes realize you need to have, you know, in just different contexts. Um, when you realize you have needs and you become more aware of them, it becomes kind of crucial that you start communicating about that to your partner. Okay. And in my work, um, life coaching, I also do a lot of um, premarital coaching. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of couples who are just engaged and um, they're getting excited and getting ready to be married. And these kinds of things can sometimes come up with that. But I also see a lot of married couples as well. And um, these kinds of dynamics really do play a part, even in my individual clients who are also married, but I see them, you know, just as themselves, just for their own personal coaching. And, uh, I've noticed that these dynamics can kind of, they can really kind of play into what this person's quality of life is. Because if you're not comfortable communicating with your partner about what you need and feeling more and more supported, getting what you need, it can start to like throw things off of balance. Yeah. So a lot of, um, like what we talked about ahead of time, a lot of this is going to be focused on you've been in the relationship for a while, whatever yes. period of time that is. Yes. And you're either coming to the realization now that you have a need that isn't being met or you're coming to the willingness now yeah. to communicate that you have had a need the whole time that you realized wasn't being met but and you it's thought not really okay you could just you anymore. make it work <laughs> yeah right? you probably thought you would be fine you could be fine um you needed to make it work to avoid again it's usually about like avoiding discomfort or tension in the relationship itself sure. sure there's usually more like hot button topics like how are we spending our money um how are we spending our time yep. yep and there's just two different people in this relationship right so it's possible you guys are really wired really similarly maybe you've needed you know just a lot of um Maybe your needs kind of overlap, so it's been a little easier to get them met. But there's sure, this there's, sort of one there's thing definitely that tons of things out. right yes. in our relationship, yeah, where we're just sort of accidentally on the same page, right? Like we didn't right. plan it out ahead of time. We didn't have conversations. Right. We didn't have to figure out. Well, I kind of lean this way. Oh, you kind of lean the other way. You right. Know? And and that's not what we're focusing on here. Right. We're talking about those areas where we see things differently um, and where it's hard to it's hard to know, OK, what of this is just what it feels like to be in a partnership with someone other than myself? Yeah, exactly. So there's there's always going to be layers of 
differences of opinions and approaches when you have two people, but then um, trying to kind of figure out, okay, when it arises to the next level beyond that of, okay, but now I'm realizing I'm either suppressing myself and my needs. Yeah. Or starting to feel like a little trapped, a little like I can't fully be myself. Yeah. Those things are something to notice for sure. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of where we're focusing. Right. Today is like, you're going to have tons of areas of overlap just naturally. Right. And, you know, I think I use the word accidentally. Yeah. But what happens in, you know, especially if you're used to that, right? Yes. Like we kind of by default are just... We just are on the same page. Right. And it can make it can make it feel a little bit like, oh, maybe I have a problem if that I need to just be okay with if I have a need. Sure. That I'm starting to realize might actually conflict with how we normally do things. Yeah. And but I can't kind of deny anymore that like I I need to talk about it clearly. I need to find another way to get it met. But there can be like a pretty big gap there. Of I notice I have the need and then I'm actually like ready to talk about it mm. um, because I can talk myself out of it in those early stages of being aware of it. I can try to push it down. And, and this is me. I've talked about this before is like I'm a recovering people pleaser um, and um, I had been used to some codependent ways of being in relationship yeah. before yeah. you and I um, will be married for 10 years this upcoming April. Mm-hmm which is a huge milestone. And at the same time, if you, I just want to like present this to the listeners too. Like if you were used to certain dynamics in relationship, even before your current partner, those things can kind of come back. You know, they can be a little residual. Um, I just by default, my brain wants to just kind of mesh and not, you know, and just be okay with whatever the normal is that seems yeah. to cause the least waves, yeah. you know, yep. and it can, it can take just some time. That's why we kind of started it by saying like, um, this topic is probably most applicable to relationships that have been in place for a little while. More of a long-term. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, because people change over time. And like, like we were saying, um, you don't necessarily even have that comfort comfortable or clear self-awareness space until you have a comfort certain comfort level in your relationship as well yeah where you start to realize oh this isn't just going to work itself out naturally I do still have this need that actually just isn't getting met in these normal ways so um maybe what would be helpful is an example here so like one of the things that I kind of noticed in myself and I do feel like also I have seen in my clients whether they come in with their partner or whether they come in on their own for personal coaching um one of the things I notice with the women especially is they maybe aren't necessarily used to verbalizing maybe more of a self-care need okay so time alone was a really big weird need for me. Yep. Like it felt weird because it felt like um this is like I I could not picture a way to say it that wouldn't feel some kind of way to you. Yeah. And but the reality was like um I had I have a legitimate need to recharge on my own. And, um, like just have some space with me and my own thoughts. And, uh, it's just like, we both work from home. So there's not really, there's not always like a natural way for me to just get it without needing to like make a plan to get it. Yeah. I was going to say from my memory, at least, yeah, this felt like this, this was a need that you became aware of. Yes. Around the very, very early days of COVID. Yeah. When we were, you know, we're home to get. So at that time, yeah. neither of us worked from home. Sure. Right. And then yep. we spent, Timeline you wise, know, yeah. whatever it was, I forget, four weeks, maybe yeah. something like that. You like know, that first full month. Of, yeah. of, you know, both of us working 
from home. That's all we're doing, right? Like yeah. everyone almost. And um, for me, it was, I was loving it because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm super introverted. True, so true introvert. If I, yeah. like, I would say once, once somebody's like in my circle, like my true most innermost circle, then being with them is not really the same as like being with quote unquote people. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you're in that inner innermost circle. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, this is really awesome. Like we're just hanging out. It's just me and you. I don't see other people ever right now. Like we're just me and you and the dogs and we're hanging out and we're, you know, like I was, I was getting a lot of work done and I'm like, this is actually like easier for me and better for me. Yeah. And I'm not like, I don't get really thrown off track by distractions and stuff like that. So I would interrupt you while you were working. Yeah. And I would make a comment or ask a question or say, hey, what are we going to have for lunch or whatever? Yeah. And those kind of things really were a disruptive thing for you. Yeah. Because my process is, yeah, I just, I, if I'm in the zone, I kind of need to be like, have the uninterrupted focus to keep my brain on point, like with what I'm working on. Yeah, it was. It presented a whole different dynamic. And so from my recollection, this is kind of right around the time when you started to realize, hey, yeah, I'm going to need, I'm going to need like, I don't know if it started out as daily, but it was like, I'm going to need some times where I just kind of go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not just us together all the time right or us and the dogs together all the time right you know because like for me I'd go oh you want to take a little break okay we'll go take a walk as a family with the dogs right yeah and you're like no I'm trying to get a break from you guys well (laughs) you know you said I think I remember like what you said was uh at some point you were like because I was just beating around the bush like I just didn't know how to say it um, I don't remember this. And but. you, I feel like you said something like, um, oh, you need a break from me. Yeah, sure. And I, like, there was nothing else I could say, but yeah, I yeah, guess you're, you're like, kind of right. because you're the only like, way I'm going to get were, it, if I'm honest. Right, you were trying to get me to tell you that that's true. Like, sure. this is what you're asking for, sure. right? And I was so uncomfortable saying it. So I even just remember that first, mm. those first couple conversations. Yeah. Where you you wanted to know what I was trying to tell you. Yeah, like I genuinely was like, what's going on What do here? you need? Yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm trying to tell you and I'm not in a way that's clear to you. And then I needed to really own mm. what I was asking for. Yeah. And so that kind of brings me to like, just like a really key point, I think, is to really when you're noticing like when you notice that there are needs or there are missing pieces or there might be some friction or tension with certain topics instead of like maybe noticing where like i i hear comments sometimes like oh you know like my husband just doesn't get it or you know or you know couples in um you know couples in the room with me and they're just like I just don't get a great response from you if I bring this up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is so normal. That's sure. so normal sure. and that's so real. And you can kind of see where that happens because A, it's probably, you probably don't try to talk about this yeah. like this yeah. that regularly. Yeah. So it's kind of a newer conversation. And B, it's going to mess with the normal that you guys have already gotten used to sure. and the routine that you're just you're used to you can plan on it you can expect it and now there's this new element to the mix and there's a why factor that nobody thought of and like you know from both your partner of like well why do you need that but also from you of like why are you reacting this way right sure like still still to this day like three and a half years later um you know you'll 
sometimes be either here at the house like a day that say it's a weekend you don't have any sessions yeah and um or you'll be driving home from a session and you'll call me and you'll say like hey I'm thinking I'm gonna run by Meyer. if yeah. you're not in this area that's like a grocery store yeah. you know superstore I don't know the word that's not the right word it's but it's a, like yeah. it's like more than a grocery it's more than a grocery store yeah. it's got like you know sporting goods and clothes and stuff too yeah. um yeah. but uh yeah okay so <laughs> that was unimportant but it's it's not just purely a grocery store and I was getting <laughs> caught up on that um it's not a department store either so yeah, I don't know yeah what to call and it so um so you'll say hey i'm gonna stop by yeah. there and i'll be like oh what why you yeah know? and yeah. you're like oh well i was thinking i would get some coffee creamer you know and so, like right and you say right. it that way i was thinking i would and that's kind of a hint yeah. for me you've said and that sometimes that's like i recognize tell. that yeah and go oh got it you're not you don't need to go there you're you're right. wanting to, you know, if you've been home all day, you're wanting yep. to just get out of the house. Or if and, I was just at the office, yeah, maybe to see a client, see a couple yeah. clients. Um, it's sometimes nice for me to have a little medium place to go yep. to kind of decompress mindless stuff and then go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, right, but, but what I I'm say saying it is that even, way. Even three and a half years <laughs> yeah. after that initial conversation, yeah, it still throws off the norm enough that like I still have to kind of catch myself and go oh that's why she's going there right it's not because you to know, you you're like we don't we don't actually need coffee creamer right yeah, now yeah. like you could just come home like right. this is your normal response and then I have to also practice again owning that I have this need to have a little time before I come home enough for me to say it clearly to you right I still need to practice that it's not a that's not an every day every time I'm coming home from a session it's like periodically yeah it's like when I notice I need it I want to be allowed to ask for it and And it's infrequent enough yeah that it's really not it's not necessarily on either of our radars yeah that same way right you know so it is more about like, how can I wrap my brain around communicating my need to my partner regularly, regularly enough, consistently enough when I notice it normally, because those emotions that are pretty high and they feel kind of weird and messy in the moment, those tend to kind of like come down a bit and mellow out a bit as we make something regular and normal and consistent. So I don't mean, I don't mean to like talk about it all the time, but if you're mentioning it, okay, A, if you're aware of it to this level that mm, we're probably going to need to change something that we're used to in order for me to get this need met. If you're aware of it on that level, it's really important to honor it. Yeah. Like notice. So that was kind of what I was saying in the beginning or like a little bit earlier of like, if you notice that there's tension or you're starting to feel trapped tune your attention into your own need because it's just trying to tell you that you have a need that you don't feel is getting supported on that deep level. Mm. So when I say tune into yourself and notice that, um, I usually suggest some type of journaling or just if that word is really like um, intense to you, don't think about it that way. Just think about jotting something down. Okay. So like I usually recommend writing down, what do I think my need is? You know, do a little self-interview where you're asking those questions like, what, why would I feel trapped right now? You know, where, where do I think the pressure is coming from? What is the pressure I'm feeling right now telling me I can't get? Mm, yeah. Something like that. Like, what do I wish I had more of? If I didn't, if, if I could just do this, snap my fingers, not even have to have a conversation, what would I just have access to right now? Sure. Right? Yeah. So you're, you're helping yourself out, kind of get to that need a little bit more clearly if you're not really sure what it is. Mm. And once you know a little bit better what it is, just start to help yourself feel more comfortable with the fact that you need it. 
because that was the other thing that I had to really kind of work through in myself and that I see my clients needing to kind of navigate is allow that you have this need. Like, do you feel you feel guilty about the need? Is that what you're... Yeah, I felt like we have a great life, a great relationship together. Like, our normal is fine. Why can't I just be fine? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And it just doesn't work that way. That's probably the line, too, that it that it shows up as for a lot yes. of people like why can't I just be fine yes yeah okay like you you try Look at all to these fine thing good things that you are try to talk yeah. yourself out of Needing your it. actual emotional experience yes yeah yeah interesting yeah yeah and that's a again normal and yeah. understandable reaction yeah, like yeah, yeah. our brains they don't want things to change and our brains put a lot of usually a lot of risk and pressure thoughts around if we're about to rock the boat. And mm. so maybe it's not just about people pleasing, although I think that's kind of a big factor for a lot of people, but it's also just about how being a human works. Yeah. And once you're used to yeah. a habit or like a routine, you don't really want to change it unless it's for a good reason. Right. Right. So I, yeah. okay. So I, when we're talking about this, I'm kind of thinking about and trying to place myself somewhere on this spectrum sure of what does this look like for me yeah and I would say because we talked about it before we started recording and you were like what's an example of this something you've done yeah like I thought about my time alone and then then said this is what I need from you and we couldn't really think of anything and as we're talking about it I'm kind of thinking um I think the reason is how this stuff mm-hmm. shows up for me is I usually don't let it build very much. Right. You're because I'm quick to point out something where assertive. I'm like, hey, this is yeah. what I need. Yeah. Because I I project out, I think I've talked about this before, but I project out pretty quick of like yeah, this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation for, you know, 30 minutes or for 24 hours or however long it takes us to kind of work through something, right? Mm-hmm. But that's way better than me dealing with this for 30 more years, This right? meaning, this feeling, this yeah. pressure, yeah. this whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I think my yeah. my release valve or whatever is comes in a lot quicker because I'm like no I'm not I'm not okay with this being my life you know for decades but I also so I do that but I also think that um it's still pretty new for me to like fully be aware of my my own needs in the first place yeah and so right I'm actually thinking that with some of the stuff, I notice it, address it right away. Mm-hmm. But I think that as I kind of get more and more self-aware, yeah, I think that I probably will come across some of these things that I could, you know, six months from now, maybe I'll have the perfect example of how this showed up yeah. in my life. Right. That as I was more and more and more aware of my own emotional world and emotional experience and those kind of things that I'll you know I'll notice some things pop up where I go oh I guess I do need Mm -hmm. that and oh I guess that need isn't getting met Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so I'll be interested to see like I I have found that I'm like my willingness to tolerate physical discomfort as I'm more and more in touch with my emotional world is going, it's less and less, Mm -hmm. right? Like I, I've kind of my whole life been able to just like with stuff around the house. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Stuff around the house, like stuff, just basically like a little, yeah, like a little wind me up and send me out there and like, all right, I'm just going to go, like, I'm not skilled at anything, but I'm just going to go, 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 go. And, um, I've, you know, I've noticed in the last five months, four months, something like that, like 
there's been a few tasks where like I started and I had in mind, I'm going to get this far and then I'm going to stop and catch it up again, pick up again tomorrow where I would come inside and I was like so defeated by this. Yep. But I was like, I just needed to be done. Like I just needed to take us take a break for the day and I'll go I'll go do it tomorrow, but I just couldn't do it. This is kind of a this is a really interesting example because it's starting to again, like I'm making some connections here too, and it's almost like your assertiveness and this is my need. I need to allow myself to need it because it clearly needs to be supported. It it's between you and you. Yeah. Like you have to have that conversation with you and have to give your own self permission to acknowledge it and allow you to make the choice you need to make. And I'm letting my, like how you feel like you're letting me down. Yeah. I feel like I'm letting your whole standard myself and you and everyone down. Your whole standard of like, what, why am I even doing this? What makes it worth it for me to do this or whatever? When I came that, so I was working on, so this deck project and I was staining it um one day and it was like it said when I looked online it was like it should take two people about two hours to do the whole thing yeah you know and I was doing it by myself and I was out there for six hours yeah I think rolling and then back brushing and painting in between the little cracks and so so I'm hunched over and I'm just like I walked in and I was like I didn't even finish the whole first coat. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot, I can't do it anymore. Like I'm done. And I was so embarrassed. And it was like, right. Like I was just like, I don't even know what to say. I'm so like. On my side, I'm like, (laughs) well, obviously you're done. Yeah. Right. That's so intense. Yeah. Right. You're like, you're soaked in sweat. You look like you, you're creaky, (laughs) you know, it's like, (laughs) but it, it was. So that's right. really interesting. I think you're right that yeah. that feeling I had was your feeling when you were like, I need a break where I can just go get by myself. Yeah. Right. That was how I felt coming inside going, I didn't finish it. You know, yeah. that's really, um, that's interesting and that's telling. And I wonder yeah. if you know, I wonder if um, some people listening can relate to my side of it. Too, I honestly you know? was just going to say, like, this is actually shedding a lot of light on um, this next idea that I wanted to bring into. OK. Um, which is the response of, oh, must be nice. Mm. OK, so if that sounds familiar related to this topic, it's like I do hear that that's it's often a male response. Okay. Yeah. When the woman is like, I, I have this need and, and I'm just going to need to take some time away. That's why I kind of put it in usually when it's in a self care category, the guy is like, Oh, must be nice to just get a break whenever you want. Sure. And I, I'm not even going to get into all of the, between the no, sexes no, stuff. No, you're right. I totally just but, felt like okay. I like almost wow. started crying. Oh, like wow. I really felt that strong because okay. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. That is the message. Like Yeah. Yeah. You know, suck it up, man up, yeah. tough it out, you know, whatever. It's on you. Right? It's on you to of like, like pr- provide and yeah. T- yeah. you have to be consistent. You have to persevere. Yeah. You have to like um Oh, yeah, did you, you hurt your little whatever? Yeah. You know, and it's like and even like <laughs> yeah, the hurt your little yeah. feeling stuff is like yeah. so so much. Oh, I was thinking like your little whatever oh, physical your little you, toe oh, or your you little hurt your elbow, finger, your whatever. Little, yeah, right. And yeah. it's like it's yeah, That's I just do cruel. I do think that I mean yeah. I think that explains why like why yeah. would I ever feel embarrassed yeah. that I didn't finish the deck yeah in one day after six hours of hunched over like right like I was I didn't wear the proper gear either so I was kneeling on the thing kneeling on the deck so I yeah my (laughs) knees were all messed up and all ripped up skin and stuff and it's like I was just like I'm done man but I was embarrassed yeah 
And I think it probably does have a lot to do with that those internalized yeah. messages of I like too. I didn't just even, suck yeah. it up, finish what you start. Oh, you're oh you're hurt, so you're gonna quit. You know, yeah. and it's like, um, that's that's where that's coming from. Yep. I think. Yep. And, I think so too. And, and what's also, crazy is that yeah, I am like not like I don't think of myself like as a masculine like a man's man presence kind of or whatever you know what i mean like, man right like not at all yeah and i think of mm. i think of then what it like you know a, a men's gathering or men's conference or yeah. even just like guys getting together to like to watch a game i'm like yeah this is not my scene you know like bro vibe um, yeah like it's bro just energy. not it's yeah. just i'm just like these guys the like I'm not stuff I'm not like was never appealing I'm to not you. like this group that I'm with you know would you say though that you but, internalized those well no messages? what I'm saying is I think that it's even hard for me to mm-hmm. break out of that mm-hmm. like someone who's yeah. a lot more of a man's man or a lot more like and has bought that message like well yeah for their identity about, I don't know about bought but like Never kind of just it, more naturally wired that way sure. or, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, how much harder, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I do think that's probably where that response is coming from. Like, yeah, well, that must be nice. Like it's, it's said with sarcasm. Yeah. But that's kind of how men are taught to relate to each other. It's right? true. And, and I had a couple things here of like, when you're, sarcastic at somebody else it helps you ignore an uncomfortable feeling that you might be having sure which i which i think ties into what i was just saying about like yeah that's kind of how men naturally communicate in some ways and so that they don't have to look like we don't yeah we don't really spend a lot of time paying attention to our emotional worlds right you know right um like it's which yeah it's kind of blowing my mind like mm-hmm. you know just how like how much if i'm in a group of 10 men like yeah i'm going to be rated number whatever the lowest is on the <laughs> like ratio of yeah. manliness right yeah and like this was really tripping me up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so i think like well, what about those other nine guys that are yeah. like more this way than right. me? You know, um, I think we mentioned it before, but like whenever we, you know, we're in our small group, there's four yeah. couples in there and it would consistently like a few people would have the same type of scenario happen. And then people are like, oh yeah, you do that. You do that. And it turned out, the people that kind of fit into one category. Yeah. It was me and the three women in the small group. Yep. And then whenever there was an issue on the other side, like it was you hustle, productivity and the three stuff. men in the yes. small group. Like, <laughs> exactly. So, so what I'm saying is right. think about how right. different I handle that from like a typical man experience. Yeah. And the fact that that was still... I was coming in embarrassed that I didn't finish the task. Right. Like, and there was, there was one other time that that happened too. Like a few months ago. Oh yeah. There was some stuff with the car, but that was just, I just got defeated by not knowing what to do. It was the yard. But I think it maybe was doing some yard work and I was just like, I didn't finish what I planned. And I just came in and was like, I just got to be done. And maybe the dandelions. Yeah, maybe. I hate to yeah, laugh. Yeah, but yeah, maybe so. Blight for you. You know, yeah. so, but it was, right. you know, something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, those are just like shattering experiences. Yeah. Which is weird to say, but, um, and I think that, I think that that probably is where that, ooh, must be nice yep. kind of thing is coming from. Like, yeah, I do too. Well, I've pushed through the point of exhaustion 
an hour ago. Yep. You know, so like. So you're like. So someone else saying they have some self-care needs like. Yeah. Well, I did too an hour and a half ago. And I was like, "Hmm, gotta suck it up. Right. You know. And it's it's like. Yeah. Recognizing for, for these guys or these women who are like hearing this and relating to the must be nice reaction. They're like, oh yeah, I kind of react that way. If it's like women, when their friends say, yeah, I'm prioritizing this, you know, self-care. Like for me, I prioritize a nap a day. Yeah. Pretty much try to do that daily nap because I literally need it. I feel weird that I need it. I'm an adult. I'm not a toddler, but here I am. Mm -hmm. I do need it. So like I build my schedule kind of try to build it around that whenever I can. Yeah. But I know that women can relate to this too. Um, the must be nice because I just have a plow through mentality. But I want you guys to catch whoever like relates to this must be nice, like noticing that choosing not to ever prioritize giving yourself a break when you notice that you might need it is a choice. Sure. And I yeah. don't mean to say it like, oh, so it's a choice. So it's all been your fault. It's all been like so obvious. That is not what I mean at all. Because as we grow in awareness as adults, there's so much that becomes like actually accessible and actually more of an option to us if we let it. Mm. Because we're going by these wirings and these messages from everything outside of us, seemingly, that says, no, you don't, you don't pick that. That's not what you get to pick if you right. want to be right. successful, productive, effective, impactful whatever the word is that's kind of your like um your like non-negotiable like this would go away if I took a break right I was gonna say do you think the fear is like well if I if I take the time to do some self-care here I'm gonna become the type of person who isn't even able to finish a day's work or who isn't even able to hold down a job because I need a nap every afternoon. Yes, you start to kind of, um, I'm going to use this word because I can't think of another one. You start to kind of demonize like the person that needs a nap. You know what I mean for me? Sure, sure. It's like I would start to like kind of put that type of person. Yeah. A, it's a type of person now. It's yeah. like a stereotype of a person. Like, yeah. who is this person who needs a nap? Like most days. Yeah. When like, I think of it, I just person? think of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's a compliment. <laughs> well, it's true. You do. But yeah, you do need a is. nap every day. I literally you know? do. My brain goes really intensely. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's tied into a little bit. This is kind of off the subject a little bit. But this goes into why I need time alone as sure. well. Sure. My, I just work very intensely and intently for bursts of time but like it's all of me in that and it takes a lot of energy yeah like my mind is always going and so to help myself at night to help my mind have a shot to kind of unwind I need to practice unwinding in some of these ways throughout the day sure otherwise it's all gotta unwind in one shot right before my head hits the pillow and it's like that doesn't really work so that might be a podcast episode for another time sure but yeah it's just so it's so important that we question well if I'm saying must be nice and I feel this sort of jealousy in me Mm. in a way yeah what if I'm allowed to right like no really you know like why would my wife or my husband needing to hey, I'm going to need to give myself permission to take a half hour nap or take a half hour walk most days. Like, what if I could do that too? Sure. And I want to encourage whatever partner is like bringing their need, you know, to their partner. Um, Noticing that that's like one of the coolest things you can do in your marriage is to ask for what you need but ask for it in a two-way street kind of way. Mm. And when I say ask for what you need, I don't mean ask them permission. I mean, you're asking them to see that you have a need and to like, you're asking them to do this two-way street with you where you're both kind of trying to put your heads together. Like, how can we support this a little bit better? Yeah. 
this is not going to be, it's probably not going to be an ideal solution right away. This kind of thing takes a lot of like curiosity and experimenting and trial and error sometimes. You're going to think you need one thing and then you might try it and be like, uh, maybe it doesn't even need to be as long as I thought. It's just now I'm getting it regularly. That feels good. Now it only needs to be like a 10 minute thing or I'm not saying it always works that way, but it's cool how things can change if you let yourself experiment with them. And I'm just saying if you have the need and you've owned it and you've honored the fact that you have it, you accepted that in yourself, you're not like making yourself a bad person for having that need. You're starting to see, okay, I have it. Now, how could I make it work for me? Because chances are really high that if you're scared of becoming a lazy person, you're probably not going to just accidentally become a lazy person. Sure. Yeah. It's actually what you're scared of becoming is actually a stereotype of like, that would be the opposite value that you have. That's why you're scared of it. So it's telling you, you have a value that you probably naturally will really try to uphold. It's just you have a harder time stopping work than working a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you need to pay attention, right? Like if stopping work sometimes is going to really help you out, start to try to test that out because you're not going to accidentally stop work, right? Right. You clearly right. never really have. Yeah. So like it's if just we if we take my example, right? Yeah. Like I've done it twice over the entire warm weather season yep. out of, you know, I don't know, hundreds of hours that I've yeah. spent working out in the yard, you know, two times. I was like, all right, this is too much I for me right it. now. Yep. I need to call it, you know, and it's like, you're right about it's very it almost was confusing to me that that was a choice, that that was an option. Yes. You know, it's like, yes, man, I just do not have this in me right now. And then you're like, I just had this weird idea. I don't have to do (laughs) this. I don't have to finish this right now. Right. Like I could, I could try it again tomorrow, you know? Yep. Um, and And I know myself it's going to get done. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Have a little more trust in yourself. Mm, Yeah. You do know yourself. Yeah. And now it's time for you to know another part of yourself, which is that this part that needs you to change some things up a little. Yeah. And our brains really try to do the all or nothing thing where it's like you're either doing this the same way that you've always done it or you have to blow it up and become this totally different person. So and that's just not true. Like No, no. Yeah. So um like what as we're talking about this, yeah. I'm realizing that my standing up for myself and my needs yeah is with myself. Yeah. So now I can like I can follow what you're talking about a lot better and and hopefully that's helpful to one person or something you know to hear that part of it I'm sure it will be yeah but um what are what are some of the complexities when what you're you know I yeah I don't know that the right that the same phrasing makes sense but like so I said I'm standing up to myself yeah but like when you're standing up for yourself yeah and advocating for your needs yes with another person yes what are what are some of the complexities there like you know you've already mentioned some yeah, of them but I mean a lot of them we have like are what we kind of talked about of like there's sure. increased tension there's these reaction responses you yeah. might get from your partner like yeah. uh maybe sarcastic or or they just don't get it yeah that can feel all kinds of ways mm-hmm. it can feel if if you're not doing some homework ahead of time again of like this is why i think it genuinely is so important to own it and accept it and allow yourself to need it um when it comes to your need but then also to brainstorm a little bit some some type of a plan of how you might get this need met okay because then you're not relying entirely on your partner to get it 
in order to validate the need or give you the belief that it could be supported. Sure. You know like what I'm saying? If I, yeah. Like I'm thinking if I finally stood up to myself. Yes. And then I just shut myself down like, no, that's not an option. Yeah. You know, but that is what some people run into when they realize their need. They communicate it to yes. their significant other. And it's like, no, that's not doable. Right. You know, right now or ever or whatever. Right. Um, if you're getting yeah. that kind of response, um, I have noticed um, both in my own work to be more healthily assertive. Yeah. And when I say healthily assertive, I mainly mean the kind of assertiveness that I get to have when my emotions are not like right up in there. Mm. So if I can own and acknowledge and honor that I have a need, if I can do that regularly enough with myself, then my emotions kind of go down a bit. And so when I communicate something to you, you know, now you don't like historically shut me down or anything, but occasionally you don't get it yeah, and you don't really understand like why. And sometimes I feel your questions, if I was in like a not as confident emotional state, Mm -hmm. I could feel like that would mean, oh, well, if you have a question about that and I don't have the answer, then that must mean that I shouldn't do this we're like lawyers arguing either side that's how it would feel yes yeah okay interesting but so so even when the questions are coming from a like a legitimate i'm not following i don't get it legitimate curiosity i understand why it would still feel that way if you're like like hey i just got up the courage to do this yeah like i'm finally addressing this that we need to address yeah and i'm like I don't get it. I don't get, but that probably sounds like I don't get why that's a big deal. And I don't agree that it should be a big deal. Sure. Is kind of what When what I'm mostly saying is I don't get it. Yeah. Like help, help Help explain this to me. And see, that might be the unspoken part. Not justify this to me, but explain this to me because it doesn't make sense to me. wonder what this is about. Yeah. And I think that that's a helpful mentality to have. My partner doesn't live in my head. Mm. Uh, it The burden of communicating it at all is going to be on me, which is why we need to open that up, open up the avenue of verbalizing what the need is. Yeah. Because my partner is, it's not their job to like monitor me and ask me if I'm doing okay and ask me if I need to take a walk alone and ask sure. me if I need, you know, and I, I think there can be some kind of, there can be a feeling like that sometimes. I get where it comes from, but it's like, well, they should know by now that I don't do well in these kinds of situations, or they should know by now that I get stressed out and I need these things. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, maybe they should. And in addition, have you been communicating it as regularly as you feel it? Yeah. And not an at them thing. You're in your own process of realizing just how important this is. Yeah. So it's going to be really hard for another person to have have figured that out like so clearly on your behalf yes on your behalf and I just want to add to there really is a beautiful feeling you get to have in you of confidence and trust in yourself when you go to bat for yourself this way Mm -hmm. when you don't kind of outsource your need getting met on your partner but you're willing to to go to bat you're willing to swing that bat like a couple times a day however you know i say that it's helpful to put a number on it starting to think about what is this need and how often do I communicate about it am I communicating about this need to my partner like hey I realized I need this again um I've thought of you know taking some time it's this amount of time it's this type of place that I I feel like I'd like to go what Mm. can we what can we do to see if we can make that happen yeah and then if your partner is really like against it or you know, I don't agree or I don't think that we should. If you say you remember, you are going to bat for you. It's not their job in this particular moment to go to bat for you. It's your job to communicate, hey, I'm landed on this being a need for me. I agree that it's a need. Um, I know that I haven't talked about it before. It's kind of messy for me to talk about it now. I don't quite know exactly how to explain it. 
but I know it's legitimate. So I am going to need to be able to do this. If you can think of a better way for me to get this need filled, I would love your ideas. Sure. Right? To where you're still offering that two-way street to invite your partner to share their ideas of how you can kind of collaborate to get this need met. Yep. That's a very helpful thing in the marriage too, because then you don't have to feel like you have to dictate and like make unilateral decisions and start like telling white lies, start hiding things. That can start you down a path again of distancing yourself from your partner. Yeah. I I was actually thinking as you were saying that, like the, the script you were using of, Hey, I've realized that this is a need. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be needing this moving forward. Yeah. I was just thinking about how kind of sometimes when we're early on in figuring something out, like it, it might be something that we like, we feel a pull in a certain direction. Yeah. And then we're going to want to grab that script and say, this is a need. I need this every day. And sure. this is what this looks like. Yep. And I would just say, um, I would say, as you're figuring out how to advocate mm-hmm. for what you need, yep. you know, it might be helpful to sort of ease into that yeah. conversation. Like, I understand what you're saying about you want to be secure in jumping into the conversation you know like hey this is really what I need partly because there's going to be a lot of moments where you will feel insecure maybe communicating to it communicating with your partner so when I say secure coming in or confident coming Mm in um, I do want it to be clear that I don't mean you're a hundred percent you're ironclad you come in with this like concrete plan yeah that's not what I mean what I mean is You've assured yourself that you agree that this is a need. Yeah. And that's that's the certainty that you're coming in with. Now, what it looks like, what the plan looks like, it ends up needing to look like a combo or an agreement, Perfect. a mutual agreement. Yep. That right? was that was what I was looking yeah, to yeah, clarify yeah. a little bit. Cause it's like if the conversation yeah. starts with me saying, I know we haven't talked about this before, but I've decided right. I need this. And I'm going to get that, 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 right. you know, it's like, that's right. a tough, I that's totally a tough agree. way to start a conversation. I totally you know? agree. And I think that there's, um, yeah, this brings up the point too, of noticing your own defensiveness. If you're feeling defensive talking about it, just notice where that is coming from. Oh, I'm starting to feel trapped. I'm starting to feel like if you mm. even have one question right now, I'm going to feel like I can't even do it. And sure. I have to just sure. say the plan, yeah. you know? Or if you're defensive listening to your partner talking about their need, um, what have you maybe not given yourself permission to choose for yourself? Where is that sure. defensiveness that coming from? That might be from? some, some yeah. jealousy. Some, some jealousy, you know, some lack or scarcity. Yeah, you're like, yeah. we barely have enough time as it is, X, Y, Z. Then I'm you already get to sacrificing in that arena. Yes. And they're trying to take a step back. Yes. Yeah. Or they're yeah. trying to take more from me and I'm giving... I'll have to pick up more than what I can. Yes. Like realize those things and really get them both, both of those perspectives on the table, Mm. get them both just on the table. They're both allowed to be there and they're going to play a lot better together than you, either one of you might think. Mm. And I even think here, you know, even us kind of role playing like this, like, here's what you kind of say, or like, here's kind of how you say it. I even feel residual anxiety of like, Okay, but what if you don't agree with that? Yeah. But that's not a helpful mindset. So you want to feel residual anxiety Mm -hmm. of you starting the conversation with here are my needs. Yes. And this is what I need. Yes. You know, and it's like, I agree. Because this is complicated stuff. It is. And these are, you know, these are conversations about saying, hey, we've been doing it this way for long enough that I realize that's not meeting. Yeah. What I'm needing. Yep. So, you know, let's talk about that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's a, it's a complicated thing. And it's very important to, re- to repeat it and give yourselves a, a semi-regular outlet to be talking about these things more normally and openly. Yeah. 
um, it's going to do a world of good for your emotional um, feelings about this. Hmm. Like when it comes to being more assertive or when it comes to accepting your partner's assertiveness yeah, and even giving each other a break that we're trying to do this kind of a new way and it's going to be a little bit messy. I know you don't mean me any harm. Let me try to ask you a couple different questions that maybe might get me more information because I know that you aren't trying to steamroll me. Um, You know, I just want to ask you a little bit more. I just want to tell you right now that it's starting to feel this way. But then ask you, why do you feel so strongly about this, right? Or on the other side, it's like, oh, my partner, of course they have questions. They don't live inside of my head. They don't know, like, how deep I feel this need now. Um, And they don't know what I've already considered to Mm -hmm. try, you know, or how the cost to me of not getting it met. Yeah. They just don't know. Yeah. And so, like, expecting the best and kind of coming to the same table with this stuff is just really important and can i yeah i think you're about to wrap up but can i quickly yeah Yeah. at the at the beginning of that explanation you mentioned um that where there are strong emotions Mm -hmm. like as you address it more often those diminish that's the second time you've mentioned that Mm -hmm. uh in this conversation Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to like you didn't really hit it head on but kind of like touched Mm -hmm. on it and I just wanted to to point out yeah that that has been something I've learned really intimately over Mm -hmm. the past you know nine months or a year-ish you know yeah that like I think I was expecting okay because I have a strong emotion a big emotion around this I want to avoid it because I don't want to feed that or fan that flame and get a bigger emotion it's actually the opposite you know it's like those big emotions the the more frequently they're addressed and they're like addressed in the sense of allowed you allow yourself to feel it yeah you you ask questions around it you try to make connections with other things like where's that coming from like those those emotions, you know, obviously talking about negative emotions, right? They don't amplify as you attend to them, right? They 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 calm down. They calm down as you attend yeah. to them. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to specifically mention that because you really had good. touched on it a couple times, and yeah. Um, and I think that's a really key thing. Yep. Because I think we often avoid big emotion stuff. Yep. Because we think it's just too big, it's unmanageable. It's gonna put us and out it's of gonna control. get out of control. Yeah. Well, right. actually probably the more it's addressed, the more manageable it's gonna become. That's right. Um and it really so, will. And I love that point. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Cause yeah, that's the main thing that um that I want to be clear today is like communicating you know when you're clearly and regularly communicating your needs to your partner um you know and your plan to meet them and you're collaborating on that that it helps to take the emotion down and also inviting their ideas to your plan helps you continue to support each other's needs Uh, right yeah and like inviting them hey you can also tell me some things you might need you know, if they're being sarcastic, you know, it makes me think of like in the Bible when it says like, um, what does it say? A gentle answer turns away wrath or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. There's something really beautiful there of like, if they're getting defensive, just, just turn that into, Hey, if you need something as well, like it, it's just as much of an invitation that you tell me as sure. like, I'm here talking to you about my need. Sure. You know, yeah. cause that's probably eight times out of 10, that's probably where it's coming from. Yeah, probably. Honestly, I, I'm like, I there's actually say, more value, more variables to that. But yeah, I was going to say, I will say that that can potentially feel kind of like demeaning or patronizing sure. or something like that. Sure. Like, so I guess I would, read I would the room just on say, that. Yeah, I would like say, know your partner. Yeah, that's a. But you you'll be able to tell if, you know, you usually can kind of tell if they're 
coming from that place of maybe they just feel a lack there and they feel trapped in their own situation. Um, but if, if they're being sarcastic out of line, you know, you're allowed to speak to that. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm allowed to say what I need and so are you, you know? So you get to determine that for sure in your own relationship, how that makes sense. But really like practicing and cultivating a standard of support for each other by being, um, just inviting both people's needs to the table regularly and clearly and just openly. Um, it's just such a game changer. And it's, it's also, I, I just think it's so cool how it impacts your life as yourself, but also your life in your relationship. Um, and just remembering how, how big of an impact this can make when you notice your needs, you allow them, you accept them, you brainstorm the tweaks and changes you could make to your normal to actually get your needs more supported. You will start to feel Ah, more like you and -hmm. you will start to feel a little less trapped even if your partner is not immediately on board hopefully you have um, some more tools maybe from today even perspective tools or ways to think about it Uh, definitely don't undermine those those are really powerful yeah Um, so you can start to expand your mind about that a little bit more but yeah thanks for talking about this with me today Alan I always appreciate that um and yeah, if, if the listener, if you have heard something today, you know, that especially kind of hits home for you and you want more like it, feel free to visit my link at uh, www.linktree.com backslash Coach Annalise. That's A-N-N-A-L-I-E-S-E. Um, and that link actually also includes a link where you can schedule your free one hour discovery chat with me if you'd like. If you're interested or curious about maybe what coaching with me might be able to help you with um, and just see how it could help you like live way less anxious and way more the ways that you want to. And that's just an hour talk with me. There's nothing um, that I require from you or anything like that. This is really meant to be a lot of value for you in that talk. Um, But yeah, I hope you live today more the ways you want to and uh, can't wait to hear from you and see you next time.